If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday night. And I told you it was going to be a good one, did I not? Remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. The whole show is me answering your emailed questions. So email them into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. And remember, tonight, you know I don't take many calls. We're going to take some fun calls tonight. What's the worst you ever screwed up at work? Ladies, again, if you're a homemaker, good for you. That builds America. That counts. 877-377-4373, 877-377-4373. Now, let's discuss something. Let's discuss entitlement, racism, a world of make-believe, and several other things. We have a bit of a smorgasbord before we get to these calls and stuff like that. What, Chris? Don't, Don't scoff. Don't scoff at smorgasbord the same way you scoff. When I habla some Espanol up in here. You know, and speaking of which, I've been hard on the Bidens a lot lately. I can't tell you how much I respect Dr. Jill Biden for being a fellow habla person. And on behalf of my husband and the people of the United States, buenas tardes. Buenas tardes, indeed. I don't care if it's politically incorrect. We're going to keep saying it. Buenas tardes. All right. Chris, you don't know, but that means have a good meal in Mexican. 
All right. All right. Now, moving on. Um, something else really quick before we get to these phone calls. What's the one thing I've been saying defines the Biden administration? If you had to describe him in one word, it's cold, right? I mean, there's a lot of words you could use. Whatever word you have is probably appropriate, but I've always said that they're cold. They just, they've never come off as giving a crap. And this goes from the very beginning, no matter what the disaster was, it wasn't just that they had a disaster. It was that they made it worse by being so cold. Remember they got, when they got our 13 guys killed in Afghanistan, which is bad enough, right? That's, that's as bad as it gets. They got 13 of our warriors killed in Afghanistan with their incompetence and stupidity. And then the bodies came back. And the bodies came back, and that is, I mean, devastating moments for the family. The families show up. Uh, the president, Joe and Jill, decided they were going to be there. Except Joe Biden got caught on camera during the honoring of the, our fallen warriors, got caught checking his watch. And in case someone thinks that that was just like a one-off and he got caught in a bad moment, no, 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 no. Multiple, multiple family members went running to the media and they were on the news saying, no, 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 no. He never cared. He checked his watch several times. He didn't care when he was discussing me. It was just so cold. And here's, here's the thing I'll say. And honestly, this is going to apply to a lot of things. In fact, I'll probably just flat out talk about this for a couple minutes. Americans, we have had it so good for so long. I understand we're all doing differently, right? You're not making what your neighbor makes, what your brother makes, or but maybe you're more, maybe you're less. But in general... People in this country have had it so good for so long. And when the people have it good, when the people aren't missing meals, when the, when the new baby gets to eat every meal it needs to, as a politician, you can get away with a lot because the people are fed and fat and happy. American politicians, they've gotten way too used to speaking down to us and they've gotten way too used to blowing our money on things we don't care about. Peter Ducey asked the new Jean-Pierre, look, Chris, that's not Mexican, so you wouldn't understand. That's German, I believe. Anyway, he asked Jean-Pierre, the new press secretary, about, uh, okay, people aren't making ends meet. And understand this, no matter how she answers, truth, lies, it doesn't matter. She's the face of the administration when she talks. She had better show genuine empathy for what people are going through. This is a little long. It's a minute and a half. Listen to this exchange between Peter and the German. Americans are now spending $5,000 a year on gasoline. That's almost double what they did a year ago. Where are people supposed to go to get all that extra cash? To get the extra cash to pay for gas? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that we've been very clear about is to do everything in our power uh, to make sure uh, that we lower costs. Uh, you know, it is important. We see it. The president understands what the American people is are, is going through. Uh, and that's why uh, we're doing everything that we can. We've made uh, multiple announcements in the past uh, several several months of what we're doing, whether it's the strategic uh, petroleum reserve, whether it's the ethanol 15, to make sure that, uh, that, uh, that the American people are not feeling Putin's uh, price hike. This is where this is coming from. 60 to 70 percent of the current price hike that we have seen has come from Putin's aggression against Ukraine. So, so the president announces on March 31st that he's got all these steps to lower gas prices and it's still Putin's fault seven weeks later. 
Well, because what I'm saying is, since the war, since Putin's war, aggression against Ukraine started back in February, we did see a spike. But before then, it had uh, the price, uh, the, pr the the price per per gallon had fallen. Yeah. I understand you sat around and you focus grouped this and you did polls and whatnot about inflation. That stuff flies when things are really good. When things aren't so good, the American people are going to have less tolerance for your new focus group labels like Putin's price hike. What is that saying? I, I'm going to screw up the saying, and I don't know who said it anyway, but what else would you expect from me? Civilization is nothing more than nine meals away from anarchy. It's, it's something to that extent. It's the truth. These politicians, and you know what? I'll point something else out. I'm not going to spend forever on it just because we're going to have more fun today. We're going to get to these calls, and we're going to have a blast. $40 billion in a State Department slush fund. That's what that Ukrainian stuff was. $40 billion slush fund. Politicians have gotten away with that crap for a long time. You see the anger out there today at both parties because of it? And I see confusion even in congressmen and senators I know. Confusion. I don't understand. Why are people so angry? I thought the American people cared about Ukraine. Brother, every American I know cares about those poor Ukrainians and the refugees and the women and kids and what they're going through. You don't understand what time it is. We can't afford to live you're stroking $40 billion checks to Ukraine. We can care without wanting $40 billion going to the State Department. You see a breakdown of that money? Let's not act like that was going to bread and juice for Ukrainian children. That's a State Department slush fund if I've ever seen one. You had better start waking up and snapping up and realize we are in different times now than the one you're used to. We're heading into them anyway. All right, I'm going to get to some emails and stuff. But first, 877-377-4373. What's the worst you ever screwed up at work? Wesley in St. Louis, go. Yeah. Hey, I'm a mechanic. So one day I go to work, and uh, my boss gives me a, a battery to put in a car, and I put it in backwards. And after the initial flash, I thought something had happened, and sure enough, the whole fuse box was blown, as well as the blinkers and the headlights and the radio. And yeah, it was. I, 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 I it was. It was. Luckily, I have a boss that's really, really good. He, uh, he covered my at. Uh, excuse me. He covered my butt to his boss. So, yeah. That was the biggest screw-up I ever had. Oh, good one, Wesley. Ouch. Oh, imagine how you'd feel frying out the whole car. <laughs> and in Washington, go. Hey, Spokane. Someone in Spokane, Washington loves Jesse, and I haven't tried any of your recipes. But I was, I'm getting older, but I do still work, and embarrassing. I, um, I don't get good asleep sometimes. So my husband and I didn't sleep. So we said, well, let's go out for breakfast. So we went out for breakfast. Then I went to work. Are you hearing me? Can you hear me? Hear you loud and clear. Go. Okay. Okay. Good. And so then after breakfast, I got to work a little early, like 730 in the parking lot. 
and the work starts at nine and my appointment is at 10 for my clients to come in. I, I just said, oh, I, I just take a little nap and I didn't set an alarm. I woke up in at 11 <laughs> my clients came and went, that's kind of embarrassing. I got to figure out how to work the melatonin in my favor. <laughs> that sucks. That sucks. Chris, can you nap in cars? You can't nap in cars? Michael can? I'm a world-class napper, so I can. That sucks. You guys can't. Oh, I forgot to tell you about napping. All right, I'm going to get back to these calls here in just a second. Did I tell you I'm now a neck pillow guy? Oh, I haven't explained that yet. All right, I'm going to explain why we live in a world of make-believe with the communists, and I'm going to get back to these phone calls, and I'm going to explain why I'm now a neck pillow guy. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. You're listening to The Jesse Kelly Show. It is The Jesse Kelly Show, and we're going to get to the communist world of make-believe here. We have yet another dangerous incident of racism out there. We have the Democrats losing Latinos, but let's be honest, we have to focus on the important things. 877-377-4373. What's the worst you ever screwed up at work? Mike in West Virginia, what's the worst you ever screwed up at work? Well, when I was in college, I paid for it by working nights on the graveyard shift at the state prison. I was assigned to death row. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Mike. I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to let you finish your story, but I just want to make sure I, I understand this right. It was an option, or maybe it still is an option, to work on death row as a college job, like bartending or something? You just go down to death row and apply? Yeah, I went down to the state prison and applied, and I got on the graveyard shift because that fit my schedule. Okay. And they needed somebody on death row, and that's where I was. Okay. So uh, um, anyway, I didn't notice that the guy was dead the whole night. Now, he was dead before I got there, and he was still dead when I left. But, you know, you're kind of supposed to notice these things. And uh, it was my Friday. I didn't even know anything about it until I came in on my Monday, and I had a whole lot of explaining to do. <laughs> Mike, that is so morbid and awful and awesome. That's going to be tough to beat. I have so many questions. I would have just kept I should have kept him on the whole hour. What? You know what? Mike, call back in. I, I have other questions. I want to know why you went down to death row to apply or to the state prison. Th- there was no 7-Eleven? You didn't want to sell beer and snacks? Admit- you went to, you know, call back, Mike. 877-377-4373. What in the world? John in Edgewater, Colorado, go. Yeah, I, just, I was about 25 years old and started working on heavy equipment. And uh, I had a little experience. They gave me the hugest loader mm. that they made. Uh, pause, real, pause real quick. Everybody I, who hasn't worked construction doesn't know what he's talking about. It's called a front-end loader. That, that thing that you see driving around with big tires on it and a huge wide bucket on the front that scoops up dirt and grades things, that's a loader. Anyway, go ahead, John. Yeah, this bucket was about eight, eight or ten feet wide. I can't remember. Oof. It just barely fit through the garage door so i'm really being careful watching it and i look up and i see the service manager and the foreman standing there i'm keeping an eye on them keep an eye on the sides i got it in 
set the bucket down right on a five gallon bucket of oil and sprayed them. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, quick side note: you look. Everyone knows I don't like to brag. All right, the last thing in the world I would ever do as a shogun is draw any attention to myself. And you know I've never done the I'm better than everyone else type thing when it comes to radio. How many other radio hosts in the country do you think actually can operate a front-end loader? Because I can, and I have. Chris, am I forklift certified? Michael asked if I was forklift certified. Certified is such a strong word. No, I'm not certified per se, but yes, I can absolutely run one. The little bobcat on there, a little bobcat's that wee little machine with a bunch of different attachments on there. I can run bobcats. Oh, yeah. I grew up in a construction family. My dad had me with him. I think I was six or seven. He had me at the Caterpillar plant. I don't know if it's still there. In Peoria, Illinois, when when I was a child, because he was in construction, we had to, we took this red eye flight. I'm a tiny kid. We take this red eye flight, and then we had to get on a bus. Had anyone ever taken bus for public transportation? We had to get on a bus, and we're getting me and my old man with all these grungy strangers on a bus in the middle of the night. You know, it wasn't that bad. I'll never forget this as long as I live. I got on the bus, and the bus driver, or maybe this was just policy with this place, they had a bag of, I don't want to say Cheetos, because that's not fair. It wasn't Cheetos. It was definitely off-brand Cheetos, but they had an off-brand bag of Cheetos there, and my old man didn't really care, and he's like, I got to eat them. I got to sit there and eat Cheetos as far as I was concerned. That was flying first class, baby. <laughs> All right. I'm still going to get to the communists. I'm, I'm enjoying these too much. Um, Michael in Denver, go. I didn't give out the name of the restaurant because I wasn't sure you'd want me to, but Michael, go ahead. <laughs> uh, I was the manager of an Outback Steakhouse, and it was a really busy Saturday night. And a, a group about 10 people came in, and it was their birthday. And they handed me this beautiful cake that had strawberries on it. It was beautiful in a box with the candles and a lighter and a knife to cut it with. And they go, hey, when, you know, when we're ready, you know, can you bring it on? I go, yeah, no problem. So I ran back into the walk-in, and they got sat and everything, and I'm running around doing all my table visits. And, you know, about an hour and a half later, two hours later, and it was busy, um, the table, you know, flagged me down, and they go, hey, um, where, where's our birthday cake? And I go, your cake? Oh, my God, I got, got it. In the, I got it in the walk-in. So I went in the back. I put it out on a big tray, and I put plates and forks and knives and all that stuff, and I brought it out, and, and we lit the candles, and I, and I go, all right, whose birthday in there? They all pointed to this guy, and I put it down in front of him, and he blew it out, and I go, all right, and I picked it up, and I cut it up for him, and I gave everybody a piece. I even took a piece for myself, and I'm like, eating a piece. I'm like, this is great, and then I, you know, I went in the back, and I put it down, and I went around, and I was checking the rest of the restaurant, and then another table flagged me down, and they go, hey, oh. where's our cake, you know? Or, or, where's our cake? And I go, your cake. What do you mean? They go, oh. the cake we gave you, we, we walked in. Oh. I go, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Oh, that sucks. Oh. oh, that sucks. That genuinely, genuinely sucks. All right. We're going to keep going with these, I promise. I do have to talk about living in the world of make-believe with the communists. That's it's, keep keep these calls coming. 877-377-4373. 877-377-4373. All right. And remember, tomorrow's an Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. You can ask me anything on Ask Dr. Jesse Friday. Anything. 
You'll be personal. I don't care. I mean, I guess probably not too personal. That's fine. But look, ask me anything. It doesn't have to be politics. We can just gab. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Hang on. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And I, Michael, I don't know why you run in and run out like that. Like the room's going to explode if you don't get it done. This is I need to set this up for everyone who wasn't in here. Chris and Michael are always looking. We we Look, as amateur as this show is, we are trying to stay up to date on whatever's breaking at the time. So we're always giving you, look, if something breaks, we want you to know. If a big story happens, we want you to know. So they're always they're in they're in there looking as they drink beer. They're in there looking for stories and and, th- and sound bites and things like that at all times. Well, if they get one, they print it out, they get it stapled, and Michael runs it to me because I'm in an enclosed room, and he like sprints in here every time and drops it on the desk and turns around and runs off. You know, it's not the end of the world if you're in here when when we get come back from break, Michael. Right? You don't want it to pick up on the mic. What's he doing? He's not in here playing the tuba. He's dropping off a piece of paper. I, I found it to be a relatively quiet process. You know what? I don't know why I let that get to me, but it did. It, look, it got to me. It got to me. Okay, it got to me. All right, let's stop. Well, before we get back to the calls here, and I'm going to get back to these because they're hilarious, we have to get serious for a moment and talk again about the world of make-believe people live in. And it's not only these card-carrying communists who live in this world of make-believe. Sadly, this probably applies to many people you know. Many people I know. People who don't care enough to look more into things. They don't live in the real world. I don't have a, I don't have a nicer, better way to put that. They don't occupy the same world we do, and our world is real, and theirs is not. I, I, I see this headline. This is from Bongino.com. I, lo- I love Dan. And the headline says, the fact checkers got it dead wrong on Hunter Biden in China. And I'm not going to dwell on this too long. You know about this. But just know, Hunter Biden, surprise, surprise, is very much wired into China. Made $11 million in 2013 to 2018 because of Ukraine. Oh, surprise, surprise. And everyone in the mainstream media told you this was Russian disinformation and it was wrong when it came out. Well, here's the thing. It's not just the scumbags on the news who were pushing this. Normal people who don't consume politics, don't look into things. Let's say they sit down for 10 minutes at the end of the day after the work's done and turn on the TV they believed all that Hunter Biden stuff. And, and look, let's let's go more extreme. Forget about the Hunter Biden stuff. We talked before. I've told this story several times recently, so I'm not going to belabor the point. I told you before about the comedian Arnez J. He's a black comedian. He comes to town. My wife and I love comedians, so we went out to see Arnez J because he's hilarious. And he did this weird bit where he got serious for a minute, and he talked about how there's a race war coming. White people have, have a race war coming for black people. And it was it it just took me back because that's not in any way true at all. And yet this was a serious heart to heart he was having with the audience about this race war that was coming. And and I've talked to you about it before on the air of what level of make believe do you have to live in? Listen to Cori Bush. She's one of, without question, the dumbest members of Congress. I want you to listen to this person. Listen to the world this person occupies in her mind. Chris is getting a boost from specific House Republicans. Why not call them out by name? You know, one thing is this 
is not new. Great replacement theory. Um, I've been, I remember hearing it when I was a child, when I was in school and it was something that it was like, oh, you have to be prepared because this thing is going to happen. Um, you know, and, uh, so, you know, every day there's something, there is not a day that I wake up in these here United States, um, as a black woman, that there is not something that, that, not only me, but so many others have to face and deal with as it relates to. Uh... I just want to pause there. I'm going to let her keep going. There's not a day that she doesn't wake up as a black woman and has to face something. The black woman who's a member of Congress, the black woman who's part of the United States of America's legislative body. There's not a day that goes by where she doesn't have to face something. I'll let her continue. Whether it's our race or it's the culture. So we have to call a thing a thing. And so I have been very clear. Um, when you see white supremacy, you call it white supremacy. Uh, and you have to call it by name the same way that we say, if it's abortion, we say abortion. You know, if it's hate, we say hate. If it's whatever you call that thing, what it is. Now, let me ask you something. How far into her world of make-believe should I be expected to go in order to compromise and meet her halfway? But how far into her world of make-believe do I have to go? Look, maybe you can, maybe you can say, and this is probably fair, maybe it's not Cori Bush's fault that she's an idiot. When she says she was taught that in school, I bet she was taught that in school. I bet she was taught that in church. I bet her parents taught her that. I bet all the influences in her life have taught her these things. So now she's a human being because of the influences around her. She's a human being that lives in a world entirely of make-believe. Okay, that's fine. That's her. But what is my obligation to meet her there? Why do I have to come to your world of make-believe? Why don't you step out of that realm, step into this world? I, I saw this article. I just, I, all I could do was laugh. Viola Davis, she's an actress, although they call her an actor now. Are we not allowed to call them actresses anymore? Is this like when they try to take stewardess from her? I still say stewardess. I don't care. Chris, anyway, before we go to that, let's speaking of cultural sensitivity. Buenas tardes. That's Mexican for have a good meal. Chris, don't forget about that. Anyway, back to Viola Davis. She's... They call her an actor. I'm pretty sure that's a woman. I'm almost positive. She's an actress. She says she experienced racism. What racism did the millionaire actress, what did, what did she have to go through as she walks on a red carpet? He accidentally called her. A director called her one time. Or called her her maid's name. He called her Louise. His maid was named Louise. Oh, you were waiting for something else. That's it. That was that was the racism. The millionaire actress who flies around the world on private jets and eats caviar and drinks champagne. To her, that was racism. Again, I come back to the question I just asked. How far into your world of make-believe should I go? Tell me. How, how, how long should I live in that world with you? All right. You know what? We need calls. How do you screw up at work? 
Tom in Wisconsin, what's the worst you ever screwed up at work? The worst I ever screwed up, Jesse, was we would go to six-month training for recurrent training as a pilot. I've been doing this 48 years, and guess what? We landed the simulator with the wheels up. Two highly skilled professional pilots. And the instructor distracted us enough, and did we have a laugh and a few beers later? Oh, gosh. All right, we're going to get back to those. 877-377-4373. What's the worst you ever screwed up at work? We have more good news on the culture war front. The FBI sucks. We got a ton to get to still on the Jesse Kelly Show. Before we get to that, let's do talk for a moment about your personal safety. It's dangerous out there. Like We're always going to laugh. We're always going to have fun here. But we do see the crime numbers, robberies, assaults on women. Murder, it's really bad. Do you have something on your possession? As you hear my voice right now, do you have something in your possession that will save your life, that can stop somebody who's trying to hurt you? Get a hero gun. A hero gun is a non-lethal gun. It is a product that is already saving lives out there. It is something gun owners like myself and non-gun people can enjoy. It's a non-lethal gun. It shoots pepper balls that will engulf whoever's shooting you in this cloud that is debilitating. You don't have to be a gun person. It has a laser sight. You point and squeeze. Anyone can do it. Chris could do it. It doesn't require a concealed carry permit, and there's a special discount. We had someone email, and he asked for the special discount. Don't pay full price. Go to Hero2020.com and use the code JESSE. That gets you a special discount. And by the way, that's all, all my discount codes are that, so it's always easy to remember. Hero2020.com, code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. He doesn't care if you believe him, but he's right. Jesse Kelly. I got my head by a jumbo it is the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'll get back to these calls. And remember, Ask Dr. Jesse Friday comes tomorrow. Chris just dropped a bomb of one on me. But look, you can ask yours, whatever you want. The whole Friday show for you new listeners is just me answering emailed questions. The ones you email into jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Get them in now. Don't wait till tomorrow because they stack up. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Chris just asked me what my worst fear was before I deployed to Iraq. I actually have two. One is very legitimate, and the other one, everyone's going to make fun of me for it. And everyone's so mean. Everyone, Look, I'm such a kind oracle, and everyone's so mean to me, Chris. What? Uh, no, it wasn't the food. Actually, it was not the food. Okay, two things. Before we deployed to Iraq, uh, we were ready to go. We were excited to go. I don't want to act like we were sitting around, you know, nervous Nellies. We were not. We were ready to roll. We had been practicing. We had been training for a long time. We wanted to go see what we could do. We felt at the time like we were going to go do some good, you know, that this was for the right cause and all this other stuff. It's all fine. We were watching one night. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie We Were Soldiers. A lot of you are nodding your head right now. Some of you may not be. If you haven't seen the movie, it's a true story. It's an incredible movie. It's a true story uh, about a unit in Vietnam. It's a Mel Gibson movie, We Were Soldiers. It's very well done, very, very accurate. It's about a unit in Vietnam that lands and almost gets overrun by the North Vietnamese. And again, it's a true story. I'm not going to go into it. It's Colonel Hal Moore, and it's it's a great story, okay? 
not for the kids. I need to stress not for the kids. I don't remember if the language is bad. It's it's violent. It's a very real war movie when it comes to gore. And we were sitting around the barracks room one day. There's a bunch of us, like 10 of us in there, having a couple butt heavies and watching We Were Soldiers. And this now we'd all seen this movie several times before. We didn't have this was before the digital age of movies, so we all had DVD collections, and everyone would have you try to always stock up. This is back, kids. Believe it or not, there were used to be these little discs, and that held movies on them, and you'd have to put them. But that's what we had, and we would watch war movies all the time. We're totally fine with that. But this was right before we deployed. I think a couple days, and we were watching. We were soldiers, and we're getting through the movie, and it's good, and they're training and whatnot. And then there's a scene in the movie, and this is an accurate scene. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail because I know this, this is a family show, and I know there are kids listening, but we, we called in an airstrike, which we had to call in to save our guys' lives, and they dropped napalm. Napalm, for those who don't know, kind of developed. We really started using it really with flamethrowers in World War II, but napalm, it's not fire. I mean, it is, but it's like a sticky, flammable gel that burns really hot and sticks to you. If, if, I, if I lit a piece of napalm on fire and stuck it to you, you wouldn't just grab your glass of water and pour it on and, and, and put it out. And you wouldn't just brush it off. It would spread the sticky fire. It's just a disaster. Chris said it's tar and diesel. I mean, yeah, that's basically what it is. Well, war is imperfect and it's ugly. And it's awful. And part of that airstrike involved us dropping napalm on our own guys. At least some of them. And some of our guys, that they died. I'm not going to go into any more details about that. They didn't die pleasantly. But they depict this scene very graphically in the movie. And one of the guys is burnt really badly. And they're trying to move him. And it, skin comes off. And there were, like I said, I think there were 10 guys in that barracks room. And I think about two guys were left by the time that scene was over. We all, now no one got up and said, I'm too scared. I don't want to do it. But everyone conveniently found excuses to go be somewhere else all of a sudden. Oh, you know, I just remembered. I got to call my mom. Uh, yeah, I feel like getting some air. I got, I didn't want to burn. And I'm not going to say, oh, I didn't fear dying or anything like that. But that wasn't something I dwelled on a lot. I didn't want to burn. I've always been worried about burning. Like, it's not some fear I have deep-seated, but in combat, it becomes a lot more of a real possibility. Now, that was the ugly one. This one's embarrassing, and everyone's going to be mean to me about it. I didn't want to poop my pants. Now, it's, it's, I say that because this is something that is common, and we, we learned about it. It's common to people in combat Losing control of your faculties when you're getting shot at when you're in a combat situation. It doesn't mean you know, you're know you scared to death or what. Your body just focuses on other things and loses focus on, on keeping all that cinched up. And I didn't want to poop my pants. And I didn't. I, I ended, didn't, didn't end up pooping my pants, but it was a fear I had. And I'm telling you, I didn't want to be a poopy pants. I didn't want to be Jerry Nadler. Right? How could I live with myself if I was Jerry Nadler? All right. What's the worst you ever screwed up at work? Grady in San Diego, go. Hey, Jesse. Yeah, um, so when I was active duty, I was a Navy diver for 24 years. Nice. And we were doing an inspection. We were doing an inspection on an aircraft carrier on the propeller. And we, we were recording it, and um, and the audio was also recording, which I wasn't aware of. And I used an unfortunate term for a measurement. 
<laughs> and I'll keep it clean. But it starts with Charlie Hotel. <laughs> so after when I uh, when I was editing the video to send back to NAPC, I put it in a in a uh, computer that didn't have uh, speakers on it, and so <laughs> I'm not hearing anything. I'm just editing the video. I box that thing up and I ship it off to NAPC. Well, they played it with the audio, oh. and. Uh, I got a phone call from my boss. He said, uh, Chief, I need to see you in my office now. <laughs> and, uh, I got a pretty good chewing out. Oh, sorry. That's, that's a great story. <laughs> Kevin in Ohio, what's the worst you ever screwed up at work? Hey, Jesse. I don't know if I can top that um, death row story, but uh, I was working in the hospital a couple years ago in the middle of COVID. And um, they had you gown up. If someone just had a cough, you had to do head-to-toe PPE. And in the morning, when you're doing portable x-rays and gowning up, you got 20 of them, so you're rushing. I go in to this guy, and I'm like, hey, what's your name and what's your birthday? And he's like, what? So what's your name? What? your name John Smith? Yeah. Is your birthday this? Yeah. Okay. So I do the x-ray. Radiologist calls me in the next morning. Hey, that was not John Smith. You need to go figure out what happened. I go upstairs. That's the nurses. They said, oh, yeah, that patient got moved to the ICU. I was like, okay, no one changed the room number. And that guy told me he was John Smith. The room smelled like cigarettes. They said, oh, I'll bet you that was a guy from another floor came down to smoke and lied to you so he wouldn't get busted. (laughs) Oh, that sucks. (laughs) That totally sucks. Oh, gosh. Oh, before I forget, we're going to get back to these. 877-377-4373. What's the worst you ever screwed up at work? Looks like we have another culture war coming. Culture war win coming. Did you know there's an easy way to ensure your cousin, uncle, father, son ends up voting to the right? This is from the National Pulse. I'm not making this up. A study says testosterone turns Democrat voters more conservative. Who's been telling you about chalk? Who's been telling you about chalk? C-H-O-Q? Now, they have a lot more than just the male vitality stack that I've been telling you about. If you're into uh, natural and healthy, you're going to geek out at choq.com. Fellas, go get the male vitality stack. 20% 20% increase in your testosterone in 90 days. That's absurd. 20%. Go to choq.com and use the code JESSE. That gets you 35% off. choq.com, promo code JESSE. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 